We shall now read the scriptures from where those words were taken. Uh, the gospel according to Matthew, <clears throat> chapter 6, beginning in verse 31, if you'd like to turn there. <clears throat> Matthew six, thirty-one. Therefore do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For after all, these things the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. The greatest challenges we face are not COVID. The greatest challenges we face are not a divided nation or an economy that we wish was better. The greatest challenges we face are challenges of the soul. And while I would not lessen any of the matters I just mentioned, COVID or a divided nation or the economy, much of the rhetoric and much of the talk we hear really indicates that they're symptoms of a much greater problem. A lack of trust in God. Bitterness and anger that's been unresolved. Worry. Many other things come to my mind. The biggest challenges you and I will ever face are challenges of the soul. Jesus said in Matthew 16 and verse 26, Not every man that says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven. That's Matthew 7, 21. But in Matthew 16, 26, What shall a man be profited if he should gain the whole world and lose his own soul? What will a man give in exchange for his soul? The greatest challenges you and I face have to do with matters of the soul. Jesus told the story of a rich man in Luke chapter 12. In Luke 12, 13 through 21, this rich man had the bumper crop of all bumper crops, the greatest crop he'd ever had. And he said to himself, soul, eat, drink, and be merry. And the Lord responds, Tonight you are going to die because you're a fool. And there are words that haunt me when I read Luke 12, 13 through 21. Not rich 
toward God. We live in a world where there are far too many people who are not rich toward God. We live in a country where there's far too many people that are not rich toward God. And there are congregations throughout this land composed of Christians who've forgotten that the biggest challenges we really face are the challenges that we face in our souls. And maybe some of us as Christians, the Lord would say of us, not rich toward God. You and I need to be aware of the challenges to our soul that Satan will use in our lives. I think because we're different personalities and the devil's been at it for so long, we need to be aware, especially aware, of ways that the devil... Imagine your soul as being a bucket... And the devil over time is going to cause rust to form at the bottom of your bucket. And simultaneously the old devil is going to be taking a knife and trying to go up into that bucket so that there's a lot of holes there. At first it was kind of slow and subtle and you still were able to hold on to God. But as time went on, everything that came into your soul spiritually fell out because the hole in your bucket was so big. A bag full of holes. Haggai 1 and verse 6. That's how our souls may get. The biggest challenges you and I will ever face in our life have to do with holes to our soul. I think one of the biggest ones is worry. Don't you? I suspect that all of us worry from time to time. And in Matthew chapter 6, verses 25 through 34, the Lord deals with this hole that can really develop in our souls as the devil is trying to cause rust to develop in that bucket called our soul and as he's pounding away at us in the affairs of life. As a matter of fact, worry is mentioned six times times in Matthew 6, 25 through 34. Note it. In verse 25, do not be anxious. In verses 27 and 28, by being anxious, worrying. In verse 31, do not be anxious. And then twice in verse 34, that Alan Boyd just read for us as part of the scripture reading. I got to tell you, in some ways, Matthew 6, 24, Matthew 6, 25 through 34 is one of the most difficult passages to apply in Scripture. Isn't it? Look at the very first word of Matthew 6, 25. 
I want you to know that there is a link between what Jesus has just said and what he says about worry in Matthew 6, 25 through 34. Because Matthew 6 and verse 25 begins with the word therefore or in this manner or something like that, depending upon the translation that you may be utilizing. So go back with me to Matthew 6, 19. Because earthly things cannot satisfy and last, do not worry. Keep looking. Because, Matthew 6, 22 and 23, because vision spiritually often worsens over time, just like vision physically. Because, verse 24, you and I will always have to make choices between God and mammon, God and money, And because of the greatness of God's kingdom and righteousness and seeking it first, do not worry. Now that puts it in a little bit different context. This entire section, Matthew 6, 19-34, deals with priorities. That's a good word maybe to jot down if you're writing in your Bibles or taking notes or just keep it in your mind. Priorities. Because the everyday circumstances of, of life with what we deal with say a lot about our values and what really matters to us. Don't they? Everybody has values and everybody has beliefs. In whom and in what do we place our value and belief? Now, look at the passage just a little more thoroughly with me. The title of the lesson is Putting Worry in Its Place. Think of worry like this. Worry is a small stream. It's a small stream that when engaged fully by the mind can quickly become an ocean. Has that ever been true with you? I know it has with me. It was a small stream of doubt and fear that the more I started to think about it, the bigger the worry became. It became an ocean. I am glad that we can put worry in its place 
But I also understand that worry is something, Seth, that all of us are probably going to have to deal with throughout our lives. Notice the text. If you and I would try to put worry in our place and we would acknowledge that it's one of the ways the devil's going to try to, to get holes in our soul. Anybody not got a problem with that from time to time? Every child of God, I want you to know, Satan's going to try to hinder you. Satan hindered us, 1 Thessalonians 2.18 the devil works to get an advantage over us. 2 Corinthians 2 and verse 11. We should not be ignorant of his devices, his strategies. Be aware of areas of potential weakness where the devil might want to put a hole in the bucket of your soul. And since worry is a common area... We can examine that this morning. Six words of encouragement from Jesus on putting worry in its place. Six words of encouragement. First of all, focus especially on the eternal and focus less on the earthly. Focus more on the eternal and focus less on the earthly. And that can be difficult at times, but that's exactly what the Lord is saying in Matthew 6, 19 through 24. It's about treasure, 19 through 21. It's about vision, 22 and 23. It's about masters, verse 24. Therefore, catch this, focus more on the eternal and less on the earthly. Let me ask you, because I know I've done this quite often in my own life. How often have you found yourself worrying about what might happen that didn't? I don't know if a week goes by when I don't do that. Maybe this isn't your area, but maybe pride is if you never worry. I don't know. Focus more on the eternal and less on the earthly. I would suggest in our prayers that we continue to pray for the world and our country and for the economy. Don't misunderstand me. But I think we ought to pray more about people's hearts being open to receiving the message of God and the need to put their trust in Him and not in a vaccine, not in a government, not in a world that is corrupt by this old system that has the devil as its source. Amen? Next, look at this passage and notice verses 25 through 30. 
focus on the providential care of God. If we put worry in its place, give greater stress to the eternal than the earthly, because we're never going to be satisfied and things are never going to last in this world anyway. But put your focus in the providential care of God. Verses 25 through 30 of Matthew 6. And I love the passage. In my mind's eye, in my imagination, I can see Jesus preaching, y'all. And I see him while he's preaching tell everybody, look to the birds. Look at the birds. You think about that, and we were created in the image of God, and yet the birds can be a theologian to teach us spiritual truth. The Lord provides for them. You know, not many bird species have full refrigerators, deep freezes, and pantries, do they? Most of us can look out in our yard at some point during the day and see birds foraging for food, looking for water. Cherie always keeps water dripping at our house, and I say, it's going to get cold, and then our pipes are going to freeze. But there's a lot of little critters that come to the pot to drink the water that drips. God provides for the birds. He'll provide for us. And you know, the, the whole question was about, was about food and drink. And then look at verse 28 and what the Lord does. And I can just see the Lord do this. Consider the lilies of the field. And perhaps as he's preaching that, he's able to just look out to the side. And everybody can too, just like they could, Brother Fox, about, about, the, about the birds. And now what the Lord does is say, look at the wildflowers. It won't be long before Texas, West Texas wildflowers will be out again. One morning we'll just wake up and see them out here in the desert. And he goes on to say that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. He wants us to trust in the providential care of God, doesn't he? Third, if we would put worry in its place, we need to focus on the value that God attaches to us. We need to focus on the value that God attaches to us. Again, this is going to be Matthew 6, 25 through 30. And he says, are you of not much more value than they? Are you not? I'll tell you one of the things that I hate about my own worry 
Worry causes me, Steve, to make my God too small. Worry causes me to deny deny the, the provision of God. To doubt it. Worry causes me to doubt his love. Worry causes me to doubt his wisdom. It is a stream of doubt and fear that can indeed become an ocean when we allow our minds to become too engaged in it. Holes in the soul. Number four. Focus on how unproductive worry is. Focus on how unproductive worry is. Can you add to your lifespan through worry? Can you make yourself taller or thinner just by worrying? Well, maybe thinner. Think about how unproductive worry is. You know, generations gone by saw hard times too, didn't they? Didn't they? There are people in this assembly that and people that are part of this congregation that fought in World War II that remember the Depression. Worrying about things doesn't make it go away. It can be really unproductive. And oftentimes those older, wiser people are people that will walk up to us and say, worrying about it's not going to do any good. And it may just be because they've seen some times in life that were difficult in their own lives. And it wasn't profitable then and it's still not. Amen. There are a few things that I want to do more in my life than to trust God. And worry gets in in my way. Number five. Focus on God's promises and blessings. That's Matthew 6.33. Now, Adam couldn't have done a better job leading songs that fit well because really what he was talking about in all of these songs that he was leading and we were singing about together is King Jesus is mighty great. King Jesus is awesome. Worry makes King Jesus smaller, even though that's not what we want to do. And it makes our problems and worries bigger. Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. God's providential care. Yep. 
You'll worry less uh, because you'll see that worry's not very profitable. Yes, that can be yours too. You'll have an emphasis that's more on the eternal than the earthly. Yes, that's true too. All of the things that we've been noticing. The enemy of worry is peace and contentment in Christ. Maybe we need to hate the devil more. Maybe we need to hate the devil more, Brother Bill. Because he's always working at putting holes in our soul and in the souls of those that we love. And to hate him with a righteous indignation for all of the woe and misery he has caused in this world. But I want to have the peace and contentment that can come through Jesus. Don't you? Lastly, number six. And this is important, really important. Focus. If you put worry in its place, focus on the grace of today. If it's true that sufficient to the day is the trouble thereof, like Alan was reading in Matthew 6.34, it's also true, it's also true that God's grace is sufficient for the day too. Aren't you glad? I believe we are dealing with secondary things too often in this world when we really ought to go to the disease. And the disease is sin. The virus is sin. Trusting in our creator and our sustainer is the solution. May God help us to put worry in its place. You and I may struggle, and I'm sure that we will, with particulars as the devil is working on us. But I want you to think about this. Do not let the devil get too far on things. Imagine who's the most dangerous person in a church. It can be the preacher when he's got a hole in his soul. Imagine the elders having holes in their soul and not doing anything to look to God to help repair those souls. Imagine deacons, Troy. Kyle. All of our good men serving as deacons. We can become dangerous when we have a hole in our souls to ourselves, to our families, to our congregations, to our God. Let us pray. God, help all of us to look at our lives and to ask ourselves what are our biggest challenges. Sometimes I know, God, it'll be worry. 
that we've just looked at from your word. Maybe sometimes it'll be self-righteousness or self-sufficiency. Other times it will be an unforgiving spirit or bitterness. Sometimes it will be lust. But whatever the hole is that the devil is working to place in our souls, let's look to you, God, to repair it. And we ask you to fill our souls with you, your character, your will, and give us hope and peace. In Christ's name, amen. We're going to stand and sing our song of encouragement. If you're a Christian burdened with worry, hopefully something said was helpful to you this morning. Whatever is the hole in your soul, Jesus specializes, the great physician, at repairing it. If you're not a Christian, through faith and repentance and baptism, come to Jesus, respond to His grace, grace sufficient for the day. You will never have an opportunity like today to respond to Jesus. Let's stand and sing.